Well, thank you for joining. Uh, so happy to have you here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here too. Yeah, if you can just um, introduce yourself a little bit, where you're from, just like a little bit of your life pre Paris, go for it. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Molly Wilkinson, and I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, uh, and I live in Versailles right now. Um, so I moved to France in 2013 to study pastry at the Cordon Bleu in Paris. And um, before that, I was actually in marketing for seven years. Um, so it was a complete career change for me. It was very different. And um, it, was, it was really me following my passion. Um, before that, I um, was baking all the time. I started baking when I was about three years old. And, um, you know, baked on school breaks, uh, memorized recipes when I was eight years old, nine years old. Um, but I never thought that I could try, like actually follow the baking path or like, you know, opening a bakery or starting a restaurant, things like that. Um, I always thought that I had to go into a nine to five job. Um, that's what I was used to with my parents and, and their parents before. And that's what I'd heard, you know, and I was like, okay, nine to five job. I'm going to go into marketing. Before that, I was like, mm, business didn't work out so well. <laughs> I was like, took like two business classes and I was like, mm, maybe this is the greatest, <laughs> uh, which is funny because right now, like I'm so into, you know, running my own business, which has been uh, quite a learning experience, a really fun learning experience too. Um, but yeah, I did seven years of marketing and I remember in my first um, interview for this agency that I worked for. Um, the HR person asked me about my hobbies and I think she could feel the passion in my voice when I was talking about baking. And immediately she asked, she was like, have you gone to, to culinary school? I was like, no. And it's really interesting. I think it might've been around there that kind of planted the seed. And I was like, Hmm. And then I just kind of kept baking, um, and eventually made my way to Paris. And, uh, it's been quite a wild ride since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible though. Seven years in a, in um in a career. Did you just, yeah. I mean, it did it, do you think it took seven years to get to the point where you're like, I'm, I just can't live with not taking the sleep anymore. I think it, I just reached this point where I was in a, in a relationship. Um, I, you know, didn't really have anything holding me back. And, um, it was this point in my career where, I was doing really well. I really enjoyed it. I was in search marketing. Um, I was in Excel 24 <laughs> seven, but it actually had this very like data, but also a little bit of creativity involved too, just a tiny bit, but still it was kind of this data driven creativity. It was very interesting. And, um, I liked it. I loved my coworkers. I loved the company that I worked for. Um, but I was actually at this point where I'd worked for them for so long that either I started to take more of an even more upper level management position, or maybe I just kind of was like, hmm, let's pursue something different. And um, that's what I did. And I think it was, you know, entirely, uh, you know, me and I've been, you know, thinking about it for years, but then also having the support of this incredible company behind me that was like, you know, if you want to work part-time while you're in Paris, if you want to pursue that, we are totally for that. Um, and so it was just incredible. I mean, it really helped me, um, take that next step. And, um, 
I'm such a planner as well that I think if I didn't have that, if I hadn't moved home for a year before I moved to, to France and saved up a ton of money to, to be able to pay for school and, and also have a way to pay for living there, I, I might not have taken that step. And, uh, you know, but, uh, it's, yeah. And also I have a lot of questions about moving here and I, I like to say, France makes you work for it in terms of like the paperwork and things like that. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, of working for it. That's for sure. It's not very easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good year of research and planning and, and figuring out. But then also I was like, you know, I really want to make sure that I want to go into the culinary world. Like for me, baking was definitely a hobby. It was something that I absolutely loved but once you make that change, there's a lot of people that, um, they're like, they, once you actually start working in the field, it's a lot, it's very difficult. It's a lot more difficult than you think, you know, it's not like baking a batch of cookies or, you know, making, making a cake for a special occasion, something like that. It's very physical standing on your feet all day, that sort of thing. And so I actually took a, um, semester long course at a local college in, um, cuisine just to see, I was like, you know, is this something that I want to do? Like before I move, <laughs> I didn't want to like, you know, up and move and, you know, start a, a you know, a year long course and change, like try to change career paths before I was pretty certain that that's what I wanted to do. So, um, obviously loved the, the culinary course and decided to, to move. And it was the best decision I've ever made. Um, uh, changed my life completely. Was Le Cordon Bleu the only option for you in your mind or were you kind of searching for others or was that the pinnacle? Um, for me, I actually was originally looking for uh, culinary schools in the U.S., um, so I looked at the CIA, not the spies, but the <laughs> Culinary Institute of America, um, a, a French pastry school in New York, um, a couple of others. And um, I just remember thinking like, wow, the tuition's really high. <laughs> and a lot of them, yeah. And a lot of them, this is very true. And a yeah. lot of them actually incorporate um, degrees, like college degrees. And I was like, I already have my my college degree. I don't need to take, you know, a, a calculus again. I really don't want to take calculus again. <laughs> um, and so I um, set my sights abroad. I'd always loved uh, Julia Child. Um, and I had been to Paris once before. Um, when I was uh, studying abroad in college for, for just two weeks and I fell in love with the city. Um, but I didn't think it was an option for going to school. I don't know why. I think, um, I was like, Oh, it's going to be too expensive. It's going to be too difficult. Another language, uh, something like that. And, um, I think it was that, that time, you know, studying abroad that I was like, Hmm. And then I looked at the, the price of the Cordon Bleu in Paris and it was half the price of going to, um, the, the schools in the U S and I was like, well, shoot, like, <laughs> you know, let's do this. And, um, yeah, ever since I'd studied abroad, um, I had wanted to return. I'd wanted to go back in some way or another, um, cause I love the city. Uh, and even though I was there for just two weeks and, you know, as a time in college where, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of money to really explore the city or anything like that. Um, I had just been struck by going to the Louvre, um, just walking around the city, 
Um, I was an art history minor. And so just having the, the history concept of the, the whole area was fascinating. Um, and I guess the last thing that I would say is that when I left, so we had a two-part um, study abroad trip. It was two weeks in Paris, two weeks in Madrid. And the very last day, I was actually so sad to be leaving because I'd had croissants and pain au chocolat every morning. I went to our local boulangerie and I got like 10 croissants. And I was like, okay, we're going to take the train down to Madrid for the second part of our trip. All right. And, um, the train is about, I think it's like seven hours, <laughs> something crazy like that. And so I had a croissant every hour yes. <laughs> to ration it out and be like, mm. <laughs> prolong that France effect until I could oh. return. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, I think it was, yeah. Eight years later or something like that. I was, I was back going to school. <laughs> That's incredible too. That it stayed in your mind. It just—it's like everything you did at, at one point worked towards what you're doing now. You know, going yeah. there and then choosing Paris and marketing and business is all such a big part of your life now. That yeah. you know, who knows that if if you had just taken the leap without kind of having that established uh, career, if it if it would have worked out as well as it is for you now. It's so true. Like it's everything has been building blocks for me leading to where I am now. And, um, I even see that in the style of my desserts as well. Like, uh, as you're, uh, as you learn more, as you bake more, uh, as you gain more experience, um, just in life. Um, so even just cooking at different places, cooking with different people, um, your style changes and becomes your own. Um, and it's ever evolving. And, I think that's true with life as well and the careers that you choose and um, exactly what you're saying. Everything has kind of led to um, what I'm doing now and maybe what I'll do in the future. <laughs> we'll see. That's incredible. And you're, so how long were you at Le Cordon Bleu and studying there and what was that experience like? I was there for one year. Um, so I chose their um, certification, certification de pâtisserie, so pastry certification. And um, it's a year-long program. They have a um, shortened program where you can do it in three months, but like insane hours. And I was like, yeah, let's just do like, let's, you know, have time to walk around Paris, experience the life there. And so my classes were um, 15 hours per week, um, which is, you know, it's, it's actually, you know, kind of like part time. It was great. So um, I could walk around like and experience the city um, and, you know, work part time for that marketing company in the US as well um, to pay my rent. <laughs> which was great. Yeah. Um, but I was actually taking it at the, um, the previous location of the Cordon Bleu. So it actually changed locations after I left. And it was this tiny um, building in um, the 15th arrondissement by the Vaugirard. I don't say it very well. <laughs> Vaugirard. It's the R's in France, in French, um, <laughs> by that metro station. And um, just totally in the middle of a neighborhood. And I remember going to it for the first time and being like, am I in the right spot as I was walking towards there? Because it was just like middle of nowhere, no other businesses. There was like a very small restaurant, but like around the corner. Otherwise, it was a very residential street. 
And um, you walked in and it had several levels. But the problem was, is they had so many students and not enough classrooms that the schedule constantly changed. So you'd have your Mm. schedule for three months, but seriously, week to week, it would change. You wouldn't consistently have like class on a Tuesday morning. You would have class on a Tuesday, Thursday, maybe a Saturday morning or something like that. And then the next week, it's totally different. Monday, Wednesday, just Monday and Wednesday. You're like, okay. Um, but it was fun. It kept you on your toes. And um, I loved, loved the experience. Um, I was really nervous going into it because I thought that the French chefs were going to be, you know, yelling at us in the kitchen and, you know, very strict things like that. And of course there was like, you know, that a little bit of strictness, which I think is kind of nice to have. Uh, so like your uniforms had to, you had to wear your necktie and you had to wear, you know, socks with your slide on shoes, <laughs> which sounds so funny, your hat. Um, but the chefs themselves were, um, really nice. They were really fantastic. Um, top French chefs as well, I would say. And, um, you know, very well known in their career in France um, and fantastic teachers. Uh, so they would stand in front of the classroom and they would have a um, five or three hour demonstration class first where you would learn three to four desserts, um, sometimes less, depending on how difficult they were. Um, and just even watching them, their hand motions, you learned a lot. Um, and I found that too, like just through cooking and baking, um, that's, that's where those gestures, that's where you learn a lot, um, of how to do different things. So the, the classes were in French and English and the chefs would speak in French. Um, but there would be an English, like a live English translator, um, which is very important because when I came to Paris, I didn't know really any French. Um, I'd taken a tourist class beforehand. And so I knew like, bonjour, au revoir, and où sont les toilettes? <laughs> and that was about it. <laughs> and so it was, um, you know, I, I started to take more French classes. I started to learn more. And so in the classes, I was able to listen to both the French and the English, which was um, great because you have it twice, right? So you're hearing the, the descriptions of everything two times, um, which was really helpful. And it allowed me to do a internship after I graduated too, which was all in French. Um, mm. and they called me dude. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I called, oh the, I called one of the chefs, dude. It was, I don't know. It, it happened. <laughs> it, it happened. It ah, happened. I feel about it. <laughs> oh, Where was your funny. internship at? And um, so I interned at a really little pastry shop in the 10th arrondissement, um, called La Fabrica Gato. And, um, it's very cute. I absolutely loved what they did. And I found it when I was just walking down the street and I saw a, um, pink awning and I was like, "Hmm." and then I walked in with one of my friends and, um, their desserts were really creative. Um, it just had a lot of personality. Um, and they were based on classics. And so it was like, not just a lemon tart. It was a lemon tart with meringue piped in a certain way that it looked a little bit like a beehive, like kind of interesting like that. So I loved that. And they had um, really uh, a fantastic background in um, 
pastry is well trained with one of the top chefs here, worked in their pastry shop for several years before opening their own shop. And it was two women chefs and me, and that's it in the kitchen. And so um, for me, it was a fantastic experience because I had these opportunities to work at, you know, Pierre or May or, you know, one of the other very, very top high end pastry shops. But um, the problem is, and I, I've heard this from other Cordon Bleu grads and things like that, um, that if you start working for one of those really big names, a lot of the times you're put into a, um, you know, workshop scenario where you're doing the same thing over and over and over again for a month. Um, I know someone who worked for, um, pastry shop and she literally was doing um, tart shells for two weeks every single day. And she was like, "Mm, no, not for me. (laughs) And so this way I was able to um, learn absolutely everything that they did, learn how a pastry shop runs, which is really interesting. Um, It's like, how do, how do small pastry shops pump out, you know, 10 different desserts every single day and they're fresh? Like, how do they do that? So I was able to see like all of the background and, um, understand, you know, even how they place their orders, things like that. And, um, it was these two laid back women. They're fantastic and really known in the neighborhood too. And so they placed their own hours. We started at nine o'clock in the morning and then we started Apro at six o'clock in the evening and their friends would come around and it was fabulous. It was so much fun. Goodness. That sounds like such a, such I don't want to say quintessential French experience because I feel like people who who don't know French culture wouldn't actually understand that. But that sounds like yeah. like such an incredible experience of, you know, when I think so many pastry shops, they have friends and family who are really, really invested in it. So they'll go yeah. and for you to be a part of that, kind of be part of the neighborhood, have yep. this mentorship program, influence your your uh, pastry. Like that sounds like a really incredible experience. It was fantastic. It's like, you know, I showed up and they made lunch for me every day, you know, because lunch is a thing here. You know, you don't just like, yeah, you, you grab a sandwich sometimes, but if you're in a work environment and there's a kitchen, that's what they did every single day. They made lunch. And that's where I learned how to make like, um, a really fantastic in dive salad with, you know, walnuts and blue cheese and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, and I was there in January, which is Galette de Bois, um, season. So the King's cake. And, um, so we would sit down and it was very familial, um, like family oriented and you're, you know, you all sit down together and work on, you know, producing a hundred Galette de Bois in a day, you know, things like that. So, or more <laughs> depending on how, what the day is, but, um, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like that would, if, you know, if, if those are the kinds of things where if it had gone poorly, your whole, you know, would you have stayed in France? Who yeah. knows? Like there's so many things that could have gone wrong. And the fact that that influenced you in such a positive way is probably so just it explains your trajectory as well. Absolutely. No, it's so true. Um, and you know, when I got back, so I, I stayed up until four days before my visa was running out and I was like, they're going to have to drag me out of France. <laughs> and, um, before that I was even looking for job possibilities cause I knew I rented to return. And, um, I managed to sync up with two French guys that were going to open a Mexican restaurant in Paris, which is my other love. I love Mexican food. <laughs> And I was like, mm, okay, well, it could be like a good, like, you know, um, get back to France, like temporary thing. 
<laughs> you just have to do it somehow. It's <laughs> like those little things, right? And so that didn't work out, but um, I did. I managed to get back to, to France and work for Chateau, work for cooking school, and then eventually start doing my own thing. Um, so building up, you know, contacts and until I was able to start uh, teaching my own classes. Um, and all of that um, was based on working at several different bakeries um, in Dallas, uh, in the U.S., and also in France before I started teaching because y- you have to learn from a lot of different people to figure out the best techniques that you feel work, um, work really well. Um, and I think I have a unique position as well because um, – being an American, uh, and then also going in and saying, okay, well, American chefs don't really have this in their kitchen. What can we, how can we do it another way? Or, you know, um, and then just kind of making it to where it's very accessible, um, and very easy, um, because I'm able to understand both, both sides. Um, so it's been really, really fun. I'm quite a, quite a ride and a challenge as well for, for certain recipes. Um, cause a lot of times here, like the, um, base race recipes are something that they've been doing, you know, since they were you know, little toddlers with their French grandmère, <laughs> you know, in the kitchen, their grandmothers, things like that. Um, so just kind of figuring out how to, um, make that less finicky or accessible to an American crowd has been really what I've been working on. It's been great. Wow. And so your visa ran out, you ended up back in the States Mm -hmm. for like, what was the time period between States and then coming back to France? Because I know that you ended up in Strasbourg for some time. Mm -hmm. And then to your business now. Yeah, so I was back in the States for a year. um, And while I was there, I worked at a couple different places. um, And then I managed to come back uh, just for a couple months to look for a job. Um, that was the most important thing um, because it is very difficult to find a job when you are not actually in the city. Um, and so I came back and I worked for a chateau in the south of France kind of while I was looking for jobs, which was really fun. And um, then I ended up finding a job at a cooking school in Paris. So I got my visa for that. And then um, while I was working there, I started meeting more people. I met my French guy, Francois. <laughs> Can't go for, you know, the, the, you know, not as quintessential French name. It has to be like Francois. <laughs> and so I met him and um, about a month into our relationship, he moved to Strasbourg. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do a long distance. And then like about two months later, we both were like, mm, we kind of like each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we can, we're going to make this work. And so um, we did about a year and a half of long distance. And I finally moved down to Strasbourg for a year. Um, and so I was there. Um, I love Strasbourg, love Alsace, like the little towns and everything is so fun. And um I was able to experience the Christmas markets uh, two years in a row. Yes. <laughs> so fabulous. 
I'm so jealous. Oh my gosh. They're so great. Like there's, you know, I've done them in Paris and, um, I just, I love the holiday season. I think it's really fun. Um, but there's nothing like it. Like, uh, just walking around with a vent show in hand and, um, Mm. you know, the the lights, like the lights are very different here than they are in the U S it's it's a, quite an experience it's really beautiful I know. Um, I know i'm like i'm so disappointing this year i know i was i was actually trying to plan a trip down and it's like you know, they definitely well i don't know definitely but they're probably going to be canceled so you know things to look forward to for next year but um yeah i was there for um a bit of time and i started kind of um trying to build a base there because we didn't know how long we were going to be there. So I started actually offering classes there um, in our little apartment. Uh, it was really fun. I had a couple of people come. It's really great. Um, and then I also went down to um, the south of France in Gascony and um, taught at Kate Hill's place, um, who is a fantastic teacher. She's American and um, she teaches savory cooking. So I went down there and helped her out with a couple of her workshops, but then also, um, she invited me to teach my own there. So I taught, um, two years of kind of different pastry workshops and things. And it was fabulous. It was a great way to start teaching. Um, I was able to watch her teaching style, which was really helpful. I worked, watched, um, a lot of the chefs at the cooking school where I worked, um, how they had taught, and um, it all kind of started accumulating, and um, I started to offer my own classes when we finally uh, moved to Versailles um, again for Francois's job. But um, it actually has ended up being a really fantastic thing for me as well, because um, we are we're located right by the um, Versailles Chateau. And so it's a great touristy area. Um, And oftentimes, like if it's your second or third visit to Paris or even your first, um, you head out to Versailles. And so um, to be able to offer these really fun in-person classes, which were small private classes, um, and I'll start them back up next year when we're able to, <laughs> but small private classes, usually for families or friends that were traveling together, uh, in our really gorgeous 18th century apartment, um, with, you know, like original parquet floors and, you know, like the white walls and the chandeliers and stuff. Absolutely a, a beautiful setting for, yeah, for me to bake in, but also for oh me gosh. to like welcome people too. It's just so much yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> and it was very like when we were looking for apartments, I told Francois, I was like, we have to get something old. And then he just happened to, he looked at about, I'm going to say 14 places. And looking for an apartment here is, is tough. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of um, competition for places and they, they go off the market relatively quickly. And we were looking for an apartment to move in in a matter of a month or two. And so it was very like, okay, let's see as many as we can. Um, I didn't even see the place until we signed the papers, but he was, you know, a hundred percent, like, this is the right place. And I trusted him 100%. And I was like, saw the pictures and I was like, okay, but you know, if I get there and like, I was like, I have to see it before we actually like 
give them the papers. And I was like, okay, we'll sign our papers. But if I don't like it when we're there, then I'm not giving them over. And we got there and I was just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes. And he told me that he actually wasn't planning on even seeing this place. Um, and the real estate agent had brought him to one and he hadn't really liked it. And the agent was like, well, I have this other one. How about we go see it? And, um, they showed up and literally walked into the room where I teach my classes. And Francois was like, this is the one, um, because of all the storage, the windows, everything. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And so, um, yeah, we moved in, in, um, January of 2019. Okay. <laughs> like it's been a long year. <laughs> Yeah, it's been like, I guess, <laughs> almost two years now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's really neat because I've been able to introduce people to um, more of Versailles because people mostly just know the chateau. But the city itself is really charming. Um, it's beautiful. It has the same architecture as Paris, but um, it's a lot calmer. Um, it feels like you're a little bit in the country, which is, you know, this is why the kings and queens moved out here, right? They wanted to be in their hunting mm. lodge and welcome guests and things like that. Um, and it's it's a wonderful place to be. Um, and so I I do a lot of that. I love I love sharing that with people and uh, sharing it with them when they come to visit too. <laughs> It's so incredible because like you'd mentioned that you have a heart art history minor mm -hmm. and it's truly like everything has somehow come together in the yeah. sense that you live in next to Versailles, one of the most gorgeous chateaus uh, around and with all this history of mm -hmm. art, of politics, of people and and so now you're now you're able to because I know that you're when it was able you gave tours and so now you can integrate yeah. you know art history with the marketing side of, and marketing business side of yeah. running a pastry yeah. shop. It's it's actually truly incredible and pretty inspiring in the sense of it's just kind of like keep going and it all comes together. It does. Like I I feel like it's it's worked out really well and it's. Um... I, f I feel very lucky. Like I, uh, but then it's, again, it's like, it's very interesting because I talked to some of my friends and they're like, it's not luck. You, you worked for it. And so it's like, <laughs> I try to tell that to a lot of people too, that are working towards different dreams. Cause I think that's really important. It's, it's not, it, yeah, it, it, there is this sense of feeling very, very lucky for the life that I've built here and um, very happy for the life that I've built. But um, also it's, it's been a lot of work, but a lot of fun work. <laughs> Besides, yeah, exactly. You know, Hundred page visa applications, but you know. <laughs> but but I think that's it. such a good yeah. point of of it's. I think it is a combination of luck and and mm -hmm. hard work because you know, yeah. like there's a chance. You know, you got lucky in the sense that your your business was the marketing firm was like, okay, well you can oh. save part time. Yeah. You know, because some businesses wouldn't do that, but yeah. you worked so hard for them to trust you to that point. Yep. So it, it, it's such a combination of the two that has brought you to an incredible business now. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride. And I'm, I'm really excited to see like what happens in the future, you know? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. knowing it now. 
<laughs> so what is like what's kind of like I know it's different because of COVID but yeah. um your what would it be in person and now with COVID what what's a kind of week like what would it look like if people had joined what what's the business do essentially yeah so um when I first started my business um I was offering private classes to small groups. Um, so usually I would do a class in either the morning or in the afternoon. Um, the classes are two and a half to three hours, which sounds like a long time, but it allows us to go through every single step of how to make a pastry from start to finish, um, which I think is important because, um, you know, it's, I really want to break down, um, these recipes and say, well, it's, it's not that tough. You know, um, it's just about understanding how to do these different um, techniques. Um, and so we're able to make, you know, if we're doing a, a lemon tart, for example, a tarte citron, uh, we do like the lemon curd and then, you know, it needs time to to chill. And so we're working on the crust while that's happening. And we go over how to make meringue and how to decorate. And it's entirely hands-on. Um, and it's all using tools that you would have in your own home kitchen. Um and so obviously there's a couple of classes where maybe you don't have a tart shell, but it's relatively easy to pick up. But other than that, you know, I offer classes where it's like, even if you don't have a piping bag, I try to make it work, you know? And, um, so we do that and we listen to French music. Uh, we take our time. We have a lot of fun. And, um, I also offer, um, market classes because I love the farmer's market near us. Uh, it's right in front of this gorgeous cathedral, uh, there's only about 10 to 15 vendors and we um, go to the market shop together and then we come back and make a full French meal. Um, so kind of like what I would do if I went to the market on Saturday, like a, a um, very French, um, you know, Sunday or Saturday lunch and uh, do like coco vin or, you know, like a quiche or something like that using stuff we got and obviously a fabulous dessert. And then we sit down and we eat it. We have a cheese course. We have wine. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And um, I guess like another new class or a new um, kind of offering that wasn't able to um, really, uh, you know, go to its full potential because of the COVID was I started working with a friend of mine who's an incredible tour guide. Um, and she offers like a walking tour of the city. Um, and, you know, going over places that you went, might not see if you just went to the Chateau, uh, which is really fun. So like a carriage museum and um, different like key points and actually the French Revolution. It's very interesting. And um, then people come back for a macaroon class and learn how to make French macaron. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Um, and those are, they were doing great. They were, yeah, really fantastic. I had a lot planned for, uh, spring of this year. Um, but they, they all got canceled. Um, yeah. So I kind of had to pivot my, um, my offerings really quickly because I was just a kind of a ball of nerves. I was like, I've been working for trying to build my business. It was like the first year, which is one of the crucial years, right? Because you're trying to figure out if it's going to work, how, how to build it, that sort of thing. And, um, it was going well and I'm really thrilled to, you know, start doing more. And, um, yeah, I had a, a workshop canceled that I was really excited about, like a multi-day workshop, which was supposed to be antiques and pastries, um, right when the biggest antique fair was happening in Versailles. Um, and so, yeah, um, 
I happened to just be on Facebook and I saw this um, post about a, um, I think it was like an Asian class of like four weeks and you tuned in live and, you know, you got to watch um, someone make uh, four Asian um, dishes. And I was like, Ooh, interesting. And I was like, maybe I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, that's when I started doing the, the virtual courses and, um, it's been, it's been going really well. Um, they've been so much fun too. Um, because I get to see people in their own kitchens, um, in their, their own homes. And it's like, I'm kind of beaming into their kitchen and saying, okay, maybe if we stir just a little bit more or, Hey, let me see that texture there. Or, you know, like, Oh, maybe, yeah, this or that. And it's, it's been such a blast because these people that I might not have ever seen, um, I'm able to teach and, um, show these really amazing French classics. That's so true. It's it's a new demographic of people who probably never had access to this kind of cultural experience. Mm-hmm. It's been um, absolutely amazing. And I'm planning my December classes right now. And I'm like, oh, gingerbread houses, <laughs> boost in the well. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Yeah. You're kidding me. No. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, I think also for people, it's, and for me, it's been a, a great distraction for um, what is 2020. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. It's like people um, tune in and it's, it's fun. It's just such a good time. We laugh a lot. We joke. Like I did some Halloween kids classes and, um, I just forgot like how many, you know, jokes there are around Halloween and how, when I was young, that's what I would do is I would tell lots of jokes. Right. So I started asking all the kids like, Hey, so you don't have any jokes to tell us. And it was just like constant. It was so much fun. Have you heard the one about, you know, the skeleton that crosses the street? Like, it was such fun. Um, and yeah, it's been a way to, like I was saying, introduce people to things that they might not have tried before. You know, like I have some pie crust uh, recipes coming up, which in French is uh, very simple. It's pat brise. And so just kind of busting all the myths um, that are associated with that particular pastry dough, because um, I think it's one of those ones that people are uh, very scared to try at home because, you know, you hear like, okay, like to get a flaky pie crust, you have to do X, Y, Z, you have to involve vodka and like, no, 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 grate the butter, all of that sort of thing. And it's like, oh, it's actually, it's a relatively easy thing. So it's about bringing it back to its base and just kind of saying, you know, don't focus on all of that stuff. Let's just focus on the core fundamentals. And, you know, those are extras. Like, yeah, if you want to in the future, maybe try adding a little bit of vodka or try grating in the butter, see what works best for you. But these are, this is the base. This is the base of how to do this. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming and talking (laughs) about it. It's just, it seems so lovely. And, and the courses are online when, how would they reach it? Yeah. So, um, my virtual classes are online. They're on zoom and you can, um, sign up for a class on my website. So it's mollyjwilk.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is Molly J. Wilk as well, or on Facebook. And I actually have a new cookbook coming out in spring 2021. So you'll have to check that out too. <laughs> it's all about making 
French pastry. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's needed. <laughs> well, thank you so, so, so much for joining. Uh, I had such a fun time. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been a blast just chatting away. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.